You are listening to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast featuring the open-minded musings of two early 40s curmudgeons. Three in this case, I guess, right? Three in this case, This is a format change. Staring down the prospect of entertainment relevance. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises. I'm joined by my regular co-host... Noah Tarno of the big quiz thing, the trivia game show, Spectacular. And And our third sliding guest chair. Please introduce yourself, Mr. Guest. James Hancock from Wrong Reel. Hey, wrong reel, my friends. This that it, podcast for me, it's like a home away from home. This is uh, sort of a crossover. If you think about it, this is like the, the podcast on infinite Earths. <laughs> I like no, it. That was one company. As long as you get George Perez to draw it, I'm in. Yeah, no, this is like the Dan Jurgens 90 thing where fans voted on who, who wins in a fight between Wolverine and Lobo. Is this like the, amalgam, the amalgam universe? Amalgam, thank you. I yeah. can't remember that. Or as my friend in college called it, Amalgam. We have crossed over two podcasts here to talk to tackle a very serious subject, and I think that this this brings together all of our peak strengths in one room <laughs> to tackle a subject that we were discussing for weeks and Potential weeks before this. Potential offense here is very high. Yeah, we're going to do our best to, to stay on the topic here. Yeah. So we're talking about Bahad Bahabi, Fab ba- Albert. Ba- ba- <laughs> Bill means bad baby, I believe, is the prevailing uh, pronunciation, a.k.a. Danielle Brigoli, a.k.a. the Cash Me Outside girl. The Cash cash Me Outside How About Dad girl, right. So that was, I want to say, 2016. It was a Dr. Phil episode. Uh, Yes, I believe so. And her mother brought her on to Dr. Phil in 2016. The title of the episode, which is great, this is also um, my first uh, uh, memoir was called this, I want to give up my (laughs) car-stealing, knife-wielding, twerking 13-year-old daughter who tried to frame me for a crime. Now, I don't know how many different guests you can have on that episode besides besides Daniel Bergoli. I think it was more or less just them in this one. She was a disobedient Boynton Beach teenager again named Florida Boynton Beach Florida right. exactly Dr. Phil kind of launched her success now the irony we're going to get into this is that she's disowning her team is disowning the yeah. Dr. Phil experience but trying yes. to trying to make it seem like she she just rose fully formed. yeah well no I think we're getting ahead of ourselves here but like yeah but know, I'm t- how, how she entered the public consciousness there's that whole thing and then in 2017 she starts putting out music right so she's a rapper she's a 15 Weren't other people initially putting out music just using her yes. line and she started suing them because yeah. they were stealing her, Walmart, her intellectual yeah. property. Right. The Cash Me Outside line b- became a viral video clip, and Walmart was making T-shirts. They sued her family sued Walmart. Yeah. Walmart was making T-shirts that said Cash Me Outside. And by the way, I don't think it's obvious. Cash Me Outside, how about that, is her threatening the audience, let's take this outside and yeah. fight. Okay, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, I still don't really know what cash is supposed to mean. Catch Me Outside. Catch Me? Yeah, Catch Me Outside. So basically... James, what it, as a Southerner, can you... Can you my understanding is that she's suggesting catch me outside like how bad that motherfucker is. Well, yeah, we'll fight. But in that her command of the king's English is at best fractured. Shaky. Interpret it as you like. Yeah, but she was... Dealer's choice. Even if she hadn't been a twerking, car-stealing little snot, she was 13. She was 13. She was 13. However, look... And now I, she's 15. I was, I was a very obedient 13-year-old. None of this behavior... You know, seems to detract from me. Oh, yeah. You did twerk quite a bit. I though. did twerk, that's, yeah. and I did steal my mom's car. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, did, I guess she must have trademarked the whole cash me outside thing, which is why she felt like they had a case to, to yeah. cease and desist. Yeah, so she was trying. Somebody else was making money off of her. This one dude, we're going to get into this name, Adam Kluger, a marketing guy, uh, came in and said, oh, we can, we can make you 
into a, a rapper because you have some you have this this cachet of being an Instagram celebrity. Anyway, so she came up with a, a, a song called "These Hoes." Yes. H e a u x, which Noah and James tell me is not the proper French. So that would be these ho. Yeah, that these is ho. singular for a <laughs> fake French version of ho. These ho. So one word or the other is yeah. incorrect. It should have been this ho or, or these hoes. She signed a record deal with Atlantic. And uh, yeah, her and her mother were doing that whole thing over there. You know, her resume includes a punch to the face uh, 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 that she delivered to a woman on Spirit Airlines and yes. a tussle over and over. Well, I thought that bag. was her mother. No, her, her mother, mother got in the fight, yeah. and then Danielle did the punch. Ah, yeah. But gotcha. but Classy. in fairness, if you're on Spirit Airlines, I, I believe you should be entitled one punch to the face. It's of one someone. free punch. Yeah, it should just be a free because you're on Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that so, airline. Sucks. So also in her in her resume is that she did a, uh, a time in a Utah ranch for troubled children. I guess yeah, after Doctor Phil, she spent two weeks, you know, grooming horses. With one of those timeout deals. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't really work because she went right back to. And then I think early this year, late last year, she she got into a fight in the Grove. I think that she stood up to a couple of like Instagram. Like there was this weird sharks and jets thing yeah. where these Instagram girls were there, and I guess they all recognize you. They have like little NPC sprites over their head, like in a game where somehow you know you're. Your other, your kind, and yeah, they start. They're a different faction. They're a different faction. Yeah, horde versus alliance. <laughs> <laughs> and they started For the horde, baby. They started a fight. I mean, all this stuff. Anything I'm mentioning, by the way. Hey, it's out there in the public record. This stuff is on YouTube. You can see examples of every single bit because we live in a very scrutinized age. So, you know, every single tussle this woman's gotten, woman, this teenager, this child has gotten into. She's still there. 15. She's still 15, and she's still making music. And um, and her her hit, she's doing well. These well, songs she has are one hits. video that's got over 100 million views on YouTube, yeah. which is nothing to see. I mean, think about like Gangnam Style did a billion. So, if, right. if you're doing one tenth of Gangnam Style, you're officially a viral sensation. She is, I believe, the youngest solo artist. To hit the to hit that high up, yeah, yeah, uh, to de debut that high, you know, like freaking Michael Jackson solo and Donny Osmond. I was gonna say, but more than it, it's, yeah. it's you know they always parse this stuff so finely. Yeah. She had like the highest debut of anyone under sixteen. It's like a anyway. The point is. Her music, Adam Kluger looks like he bet on a winning horse. Her music career is doing all right. Well, there's She's great, on tour and people are buying tickets. He's got now. that line on Wikipedia though where they said, I'm going to find something that's just so obscure yep. and I'm going to make it popular. I'm going to pull every trick I've ever pulled with brands and make someone into a walking, talking brand to prove my worth. It was eerie seeing that because while I was watching all these videos, I was like, this feels like something we cooked up in like my group, my study group in business school where we got a spreadsheet and like, oh, like parental outrage, religious protests. Wow. Like, yeah. It was like created yeah. like a bullet point of all these Mm -hmm. manufactured as inauthentic details and they found her as the spokesperson for it yeah. but like they checked yeah. off all the boxes along the way to say how, well who, who fits into this spreadsheet yeah right. actually and I, I you know what I would guarantee you and that guy that clown him, himself he's only like 24 or 25 yeah he's young He's young himself. Like he found her, I think, when he was 22 was when he was looking for it. So you're talking about all that piss and vinegar of a kid who's coming out of. I don't even know. Was he an MBA or something? I, I don't know. Think he. Yeah, I don't know where he would be a good one if he had gone that route. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but he he somehow saw this this very you know nuts and bolts kind yeah. of like. Yeah. His agency does product placements for music videos and musical recordings. So it, yeah, but it all just feels very calculated. Yeah. There's a very yeah. good. I mean, a lot of we're drawing from. There's a very good article on, uh, in the New York Times about this. Something. The business of the business. 
this baby. being Danielle Brigoli. Yeah. And Adam Kluger is really the main character. And this is a good launching point. So if you have any interest in, the, in this topic at all, you should read it. But, if, if you have any interest. Right. In but it. let's talk about what we personally yes. think okay, of this. Yes. Okay. So personally, I want to start with our special guest here, uh, hauled in on Podcasts of Infinite Earths. James, what do you think of Daniel Brigoli? I mean, like 99 times out of 100, I wouldn't think anything of it because, like, this is a completely different universe. Like, if a, if a star implodes a billion light years away, like, it has no impact on me. Right. And I was totally oblivious. Like, when you mentioned this topic, I was like, oh, is that like Boss Baby? That's my niece's favorite movie. You're like, no, it's not anything like Boss Baby. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So I started watching her songs on YouTube, and within seconds, I wanted to, to turn them off. I was like, does she do anything other than these stupid songs? You're like, no, no, this is, this is like what she, what she does. I mean, it's one of the things where I've, I've always been out of step with pop music. And when I was like a little kid, I loved like Thriller and I was like following MTV and like for like a brief shining moment through like third grade, I was 100% on board, all the stuff that was popular. And then in like fourth grade, I started listening to a lot of like classic rock and I started like taking saxophone lessons and listening to jazz. So I've always been out of step and anything that's great I typically discover it long after the fact, like Beck's Odelay, which I love. I didn't start listening to it until like 10 years after it came out. I just completely missed it. So I'm used to always not understanding what popular music is all about, but only when I'm forced to listen to it do I develop feelings of intense animosity. And so <laughs> I just started getting these deep feelings of anger and violence. And I, I, what I really want is for her to just use some of her language on somebody who actually is authentic. Because she reminds me of just somebody who's like just spoiled trash. When I mean, you listen to her mother, she doesn't speak that way. Like she just, this is all an affectation. It's like a personality she's cooked up. I don't believe any of it. And I just want her to have her bluff called by somebody who actually is what she claims to be. Interesting. All right, Noah, where we go with this? Uh, I somewhat disagree. First of all, my main reaction to Danielle Brigoli, both as a musician and as a phenomenon, is sadness. You know, you watch the Dr. Phil thing and it's... I've always felt that Dr. Phil, going back to the 80s and Geraldo, it's the modern freak show. And you watch her say, Cash Me Outside, how about that? And there's this, you see like the tough facade, but there's this undercurrent of a terrified little girl. And when you read about her life, you really see that. Like she's still, like you see these details, she still sleeps in the same bed as her mom. Yep. So like, yeah, she's a rebel, but she's this scared little girl. And you really see that in the Cash Me Outside thing. So partly you just feel sad that Adam Kluger is manipulating her. Now, it could be worse. The quote in the New York Times article for her dad is that he's afraid, her dad who she's estranged from is afraid they're grooming her for porn. She could be groomed for porn. Kluger says he purposely tries to desexualize her and I actually think the videos, they could be a lot more sexualized. No, that's true. No, they, they could be they, a lot yeah. more sexualized. He could get away with a lot more sexualizing of a 15 year old, he doesn't. I actually think there is some authenticity to her. I think she really is a bad kid. I think she reveals the lie of a lot of modern hip hop that I'm a rebel, I'm so dangerous, let me shill for Gucci. You know, Gucci flip-flops is one of her songs. That's one of the things that always bothers me about hip-hop. That's what the, I'm an, no expert, an authentic part of the thing, like, like the fake gangster routine. Right, these people think they're so tough, and maybe, you know, a lot of rappers do come from tough backgrounds and genuinely violent lives, and I think she comes from a genuinely difficult life. I'm such a rebel, let me market for a multi-billion dollar company, pay them the market, always strikes me as phony and lame. So she's part of that. So it just makes me sad, not only that she is this child, who's just being made into a product, but also that she's revealing the paucity of depth to modern music and modern entertainment, and the fact that she's so popular and people like this. I am no expert, but she seems like a decent rapper to me, so it's not really about her being bad. Is not she a actually little, that I popular? Mean, I, I, I'm interested in her. Like I, I, I find her more of an appealing personality than your Logan Pauls, or even, you know, who do we hate? 
Jimmy Fallon, maybe I'm our most hated topic on the show so yeah. far. I actually find if you're joining more, us late. I, I hate Jimmy Fallon too. I would, <laughs> I would like to. I really found that article. Do you hate like this is no true happiness forever? Right. I, I would like to see a movie or read a book about the life of Daniel Bergoli. I think she is a very interesting test case of modern American childhood and modern American media. So I find her an interesting personality, but because she reveals what is so bankrupt about our culture. I, I checked in with my 16-year-old siblings yesterday because I, I'm obviously totally out of my comfort zone on this topic, but I have uh, twin siblings who are 16, and I, just, I was like, I'm doing a podcast about this girl tomorrow. Let me know what your, your honest thoughts. My little brother, Nicholas, just wrote, never heard of her. My little sister, Olivia, just wrote, she sucks. None of my friends listen to her. <laughs> so I don't think but she's... But she's heard of her, Yeah, right? she's heard of her, but yeah. I don't think... like. Like in the 80s, Madonna was like the spokesperson for a generation. Or like in the right. late 90s, like Britney Spears was like the voice of a generation. She's a, a fart in a bathtub in terms but, of cultural relevance. But culture has been so fractious since yeah. we were kids. No band is ever going to be as big as the Beatles like, were. As like the Oasis. No one's ever yeah. going to be as big as Madonna was. No one is going to dominate culture the way a Beatles or better than Madonna, Michael Jackson. Everyone listened to Michael Jackson yeah. in 1983, right? How about, no, no, there's going to be no one like that anymore. How about, so I think it is fair to say that she's a big star now. How about this? Daniel Bergoli, and, and you said as much that her guy, her Svengali, where I'm going to take this person. It's almost like Bruce Wayne sitting in the, when the bat flies in the window. <laughs> I shall become a bat. Absolutely. I shall be, yeah, they, I will strike I, fear into the hearts of buyers. I shall become a hoe with an X. <laughs> These hoes, these bats. <laughs> he almost has this calculated idea that I'm going to build an empire on hate. It's uh, like Don hate. King promoting like an unknown fighter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so he's like, oh, we can get to the same amount of clicks. And again, all that matters is clicks and impressions. And 100 million, that's massive. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's like, if it's 100 million if people. Your little brother has never heard of it. Yeah. 100 million people showing up someplace to say, this is bullshit. This is sucks. <laughs> this, you know, you're gay. And it's like, it doesn't matter because you've, you've turned the turnstile 100 million times. Yeah. And it's like, I think that she's certainly not the first person. And she's to, like another that's in like 70, another that's in like 30. Like, if you look at, at, at her videos, like just by order of most clicks, yeah. she's got like four or five that are like 20 million plus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You no longer have to be positive. You can just be present and she's present people I, like stuff because it's popular yeah people it's like stuff because it's popular i don't think like this it. thing is i don't think danielle bergoli's in on the joke i think at this point look she might not be she's a child she's a child that's what comes down she's to she's literally a, you called lana del rey a child she was a she child she was 31 by that point you had a couple of years in she was in her 20s and okay. she was whatever i still think but lana del rey is lana fair del rey, game as an adult lana del rey is a very good example i you know we did an episode on lana del rey early on james and the point was it's like here was somebody who who came out clearly not ready to go her she her she had thin voice the same as Daniel Bergoli she was auto tuned and they they produced they overproduced her to cover up all the shortcomings which it's like this is all production I will say yeah no to your point she actually can rap it's like I I can't she's rap okay. she's okay she can do yeah. it way better than I can it's like obviously it's not like she's just talking like how she normally speaks yeah but it's like I could not hit that syncopation I could not sound like yeah. rap if I meant but to but you have the apps now like my little sister will send me all these videos all the time of her of, of the friends singing these songs and the app will just sync you up oh. to the syncopation yeah. anyway so you don't even yeah, need to be, be anyone. Okay. Yeah, on maybe. the beat so you have this kid who's who's pretty rustic she's from a uh, uh, you know I've been to Boynton Beach it's not a, it's, it's the the exurbs of Palm Beach is the the Tony sort of Republican stronghold Boynton Beach is the backwater a little bit and so it makes perfect sense that she comes from there she's not she's got a cultural literacy of a sort but the thing is though is that she's not in on the joke because she's too no. young there's just I mean I can't I'm not blaming her upbringing or anything else just the fact that she's just too young yeah. I also think she's a dummy. She's been 
she also poorly probably, raised and poorly educated. She also probably d- does think that there are groups out there like Mother's Opposed to Bad Barbie. Like I remember yeah. the video for yeah, these yeah, girls. Yeah. has that. This is so – it reminds me of the actual controversy surrounding Eminem like around like 99, 2000 where everybody was protesting his lyrics and his music. But that was actually a legit – like controversy, there were people who were opposed to Eminem. Yeah. Now it's just become part of your marketing. You just cook up these. Yeah, yeah. I'm such a rebel. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm such a rebel. Gucci, if, Gucci, Gucci. If I'm yeah. six and I want to feel like a rebel, like oh, this this is a this is like yeah. a rebel that I can see on YouTube and model but, myself after. But getting my point that I think she does have some authenticity is she's not in on the joke, but she I think she genuinely is a bad kid. Lana Del Rey, Lizzie Grant is not genuinely. A, a lost waif from no. the wrong side of the tracks. Uh, Daniel Bergoli genuinely is a bad, poorly educated, poorly raised, lost child. And that's sort of the character she's playing. But well, I where, where, I group, is, where, I, where I group you just call them white trash. Okay. You can do that, we can't say that. But I yes. think white trash simplifies it. I think, and this is what's sad, I think she's a sad character. I think there are a lot of lost children in our society, which is why we have an opioid crisis. Yeah. No, it's true. That the thing is she's part of this giant American, I guess you'd call it the lower middle class. Yeah. The idea that there is a certain amount of authenticity to all the, the hallmarks of what you do to Well, be, she certainly has stolen cars and committed crimes because yeah, she's been yeah. busted. So that is authentic. I guess for me, the inauthenticity part, inauthentic, inauthentic part is like, is she uh, an organized criminal? I feel like a lot. There's a lot of posturing <laughs> yeah. in her videos. She, like she she's have, a, like she's got like a, a criminal empire at right. her disposal. She, like she has some line about like you you die at my word. Like yeah okay yeah, sure. like, yeah, she, yeah. Like, she's okay. posturing like she's Michael Corleone. Like yeah. that's inauthentic. You're just a bad like you said. You're a bad kid who steals cars. But, that doesn't make you a criminal overlord. But, but if there's fantasy. any hallmark, she's not Wilson Fisk. If there's any hallmark to rap, it's exaggeration. I'm okay yeah. with the exaggeration. It's the I'm a rebel. I'm a badass. Talking about brand names constantly, and six-figure checks. Like, you're and a tool. All this, yeah. I don't like have friends. Nerds I got who, like their life groupies. centers on Star Wars. Like you realize your life centers on something owned by Disney. That's pretty pathetic. Gucci flip flops, fucking hit your bitch in massage. This a big watch, diamonds dripping off of the clock. Pull the six out, winter time, dropping the top. Give it to they pussies, turn this shit up a notch. Gucci flip flops, make a kick rock. Why? Well, I was going to say, it, it all goes back to Dr. Phil. If they just grabbed her and started doing these songs without the the memes and the t-shirts yeah. and all the Dr. Phil nonsense beforehand, I don't think it would have gone really anywhere. No, it was just it, You already had all the search engine optimization ready to go, the brand name recognition, so it was tailor-made. And I think I, mean, I, I, I would guess you'd have to watch more Dr. Phil. I've never watched Dr. Phil in my life until pre- pre- preparing for this episode. So for that, I thank you. But I guess you, maybe there are a hundred people that have been to Dr. Phil that are ready to be plucked from obscurity and turned to the next viral sensation. Another uh, rationale for her popularity is that in terms of, and you know, you bring this up too, it's popular because it's popular. It's popular. There is something, you know, when they made the, the milk of the poppy into more purified things, it becomes much, much more concentrated. And, you know, whatever, you know, generation one version of morphine was like, it was a bad drug. I mean, it was powerful. And now you can get shit that just blows the doors off. You know, the pharma, whatever that company, the, the, the Sackler family has been just putting all these fentanyl and different opioids on the street. I think that there is some sort of metaphorical analog with her and social media and the music. I think that it's just way too easy to pop in on it, have an opinion, and for that to be quantified and, and counted in her favor. It, you used to be that you need to go work in the clubs and you would need to, ca- I mean, I'm being an old man here, right? One of the things that we came up with on the show is this idea that something could be so popular. It could be this gigantic 
Tycho monolith, right? It's so big, and yet no one right next to it could have any idea that something is that popular. Yeah, which well, is because very it's weird. the balkanized culture. Yeah, yeah, you see it in TV shows, like a TV show that means everything to two million people. They can't live without it. But the rest of the world's never even heard of it. Right. It's it's invisible. It's this, and I'm that's not even the way our that's why yeah. there will never be a Beatles again or a Michael Jackson again because there will or never a, be like all in the family, like a TV yeah. show that, that appeals to that, everybody. Well, yeah, the monoculture, right? But and they're, they're right, there's an example of the monoculture today and the monoculture of yesterday, and you have to qualify. You got to break that down and put it in inflation dollars. What did the the monoculture meant? White people were watching something because right. black households weren't. In, like how know, many people watch I Love Lucy on a weekly basis like, at its peak? Yeah, there were six out. Well, there were six shows. Yeah, at, yeah, there wasn't much to choose from. Yeah. So I'm I mean, sure black people radio, didn't watch it because yeah. what? They were all going to watch TV. That's not an option. What else did they? Uh, like, <laughs> like, like Eddie Murphy, he'll test you. He, they all loved his husband, so, yeah. or her husband. Do y'all do y'all like any of your tunes? Do I like what? Any of her tunes? No, no. Uh, I, I, like under any circumstances, I, could I, you picture yourself tapping your foot? Uh, yes, yes. I don't like hip hop at all. But to the extent I can appreciate it, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of Kanye West, but I sit there and go, wow, this guy's good, this guy's interesting. That's about as much as a hip-hop fan I become. Is he one of but, the few artists today that has that giant global appeal of like a Madonna or a Michael Jackson? Uh, yeah, yesterday? but but I bet kind you 95% of the people who voted for Donald Trump don't listen to Kanye. No. So even he doesn't have that. But getting off topic here, the people who write her songs and do her production are doing a decent job. Her tunes are very catchy and they sound well produced to me. I think High Bitch, and these ho, uh, hoes, whatever, I think they are well-written, well-produced songs. I think her videos are reasonably clever. I think the video for Trust Me, which has a whole stalker kind of uh, theme, is actually funny. So there's more, I, I will say there's more quality to her work than I anticipated. Well, that's the team. You're talking about the All right, effort. the team, fine. But, because, but, yeah. but what are we talking about when we're talking about Bad Baby? We're not just talking about Danielle Brigoli. We're talking about the whole production. Yeah, I, I guess mean, you're clearly, right. it's, it's the same reason they took the, Os the Oscar, the Grammy away from Millie Vanilli, because they realized, like, the reason these songs weren't hits was not because these two German dreadlock guys are good singers. It's because How whatever they suffered name, enough. How Frank Fabian, now. what was his name? Frank Farian, whoever the producer was, yeah. created a product that people wanted. Same yeah. with like New Kids on the Block. I mean, he had like Maurice Star. Yeah. My point is the production that is Bad Baby. I actually think there is more quality to it than I was expecting. I personally just think I'm it's, never going to spend a penny on it's it. It's just it's just trap music. I mean, it's yeah, just right it now. It's, it's the simplest form of hip hop. Which I mean, so many people have had cheap yeah. careers. I would assume people who like hip hop despise this stuff. Yeah, I would All assume right, too. Well, fair enough. Yeah. I'm not one of those. Yeah. So. No, I, I don't listen to hip hop, but yeah. I would assume somebody who actually is like a connoisseur and loves it and listens to if, it. If we talk to Marcus would, and Scott, for instance, would, would I'm sure would sneer at this. this. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and like I say, it could be worse. She could be more sexualized. The videos have a sense of humor to them. I don't hate this the way I hate most EDM, the way I hate Jimmy Fallon. White Jays, white Porsche, white wrist, white horse, high bitch, high bitch, high bitch. As an impressionable youth, would you have listened to this and enjoyed it? No, under no circumstances, <laughs> because I didn't like music by girls, and I then didn't and still don't for the most part. You didn't like, like Tiffany? And like music by black Debbie people. Gibson? And I loved no. Tiffany well, Debbie Gibson. I like, no, I didn't. Nor did I. My sister did. I've never been into traditionally African-American genres of music, and while Daniel Bergoli is not African-American, she's affecting that. She's Hip-hop is still an African-American cultural style of music. So no, she was a girl. She's a, you know, I didn't listen to girls. I didn't listen to black music. There's no reason I want to listen to this. Mm -hmm. Not even Run DMC when you were like nine? I thought they were okay, and mm -hmm. like when other kids were listening to them, I, I, 
I thought it was all right. That profile album in like second I was, grade was the shit. I was, I was totally a rock snob and, you know, I still mostly am. Like I say, like, I can appreciate Kanye, but I'm not going to go out and buy one of his records. So and that's, that's Kanye, let alone, you know, cheaper, more dime store hip hop, which I think this has to be classified as. Is this listenable music? I feel like it's a thing. <laughs> Did, I feel like it be it's, called listening when I you almost play feel this like music? It's a, Divorced from the YouTube videos, I don't think this music would even exist. Yeah, that's all my, right. yeah, no, that's yeah, it's, it's a meme. It's all a meme. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like, I don't think anybody sits down to chill out with this stuff, and yet I know. You're not going to hear this like in a strip club. Like, it's, no. But, but, but a 15-year-old kid might play this in the car with mom or dad, partly because they think they like it and partly because they want to freak mom it's and dad out. It's transgressive, yeah. yeah. I would say a 10-year-old kid might play, think it's transgressive. Oh. I think by the time you get to high school, the, the the fake outrage political nonsense like uh, like kind of like protest in the videos I think even a high school kid would pick up on the fact that it's totally uh, uh, artificial maybe some high school kids I bet you some yeah. high cool ones kids. I bet you a lot of high school kids are still on that trust me a lot of high school they kids are, are but they're just dummies there are just as many that are cynical about yes. about like faux faux outrage yeah everybody can, and for me from like my skating period onward the biggest thing you could be like uh, I guess the biggest sin you could commit was being a poser oh totally high school kids are big about are you a poser or are you not and this girl is a total the music videos at least the packaging it it's a total poser. There was no bigger slander, no bigger slight than calling someone a poser back yeah. in the day. The you remember the sports version of that? The sports fans? You're a fair weather fan. Absolutely. Front you runner, only yeah. like this team when they do good. well. Yeah. I like this team when they suck. Yeah. I'm ri I think that when I was a kid, you know, I, I was a very obedient teenager. There is, uh, there was a component to rebellion that I understood as a kid. I'm like, and even when we were, and I think we're pretty much within a year of each other, everything in pop culture became rebellion. Like every single aspect from selling Go-Gurt to music, to yeah. toys, to clothes, yeah, to shoes, like and, yeah. to sports, everything was, everything was a rebel. Don't play by the rules. So the, the question is... Go is to Burger King. Don't every, play if, by the if rules. You, if everything is rebellion, what are you rebelling against? Right. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm, it's not cynically, but it's really a question yeah, it's of... It's a like, faux rebellion. Who's yeah. left yeah. over as the gatekeeper to say, I'm not doing the thing you want me to do? And it's like, no one's told you what to do since 1988. It's like, we're way past Tipper Gore and Gene Kirkpatrick and whomever else would have been like a cultural Mandarin. Although are, you do see it on Twitter, people saying like, you know, don't listen to these comedians, don't watch these movies by these filmmakers. There are certainly people to this day which, who will tell you what to think and what to watch. Although I don't think teenagers are on Twitter paying attention to any of that. Yeah. They're on Instagram looking at pictures of each other being silly, mm -hmm. but they're not worried about whether or not like people approve of James Gunn. Anyway, James, would you have listened to this as a kid? No, I mean, well, what, what age? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm going to say at the age that she is at, if you were a contemporary no. her. And I would have used, used cruder and much more violent, colorful language <laughs> to describe my disdain <laughs> at age 15, but I would have been absolutely merciless. It's just out of your cultural box. and But more than that, I think what we're describing is a phenomenon where you would have like seen through x-ray vision. Well, age 15, it was like blood sugar, sex magic, and never mind, and all that kind of stuff. And it just it was, I was just in a completely different world. I was going to like Neil Young concerts. I, I liked rock and roll. Like, it just, yeah, like me. Yeah, Any, I, Anything that wasn't rock and roll I scorned and I didn't even I would just say this fucking song and I, I was I was more extreme than that like I didn't have any appreciation for Nirvana until like after Cobain died my attitude was it didn't take that long it yeah like two years right. later my attitude was anything new sucks I was a classic rock geek so I like kind of scorned it took me a while to figure out that Nirvana was different from or that even like, even like the Who and Rolling Stones were right, new, like, were new yeah. at one point ha, the yeah. Who and the Rolling Stones and 
you know, I was getting into some, you know, I was going deep with classic rock. Like, I was, remember senior year of high school, I was into the birds. Nice. So for me, it was, I listened to oldies radio. You were strictly Bachman Turner Overdrive. That's it. I fucking, I, hey, I went to high school in Canada, man. Bachman Turner Overdrive was the shit. <laughs> I mean, we also haven't gotten that, like, why is it popular is, like I said before, the, the freak show thing is just people, especially when life sucks, you just want to see people worse off than you and point and laugh and look at this awful kid. She sucks. But, Let's all hate her. But Let's I've, write YouTube I've always, comments about how she I've sucks. I've always despised that kind of uh, entertainment consumption. Like when people watch no, movies people only do. to make fun of them and that's like they only do. read like everything they do, they watch it just so they can shit on it. I just, I've always been someone who follow your bliss, follow the great books, the great shows, the great movies, the great songs, because there is so much great stuff out there. Why waste your time? I, I, I agree, but unfortunately, I think the degradation of American culture has moved too far in the episode of let's pile on to this thing we hate. Let's watch let's, the room. Let's and make laugh at these it. people feel bad. Yeah. Let's we, we we don't feel right making fun of this person who deep down isn't so bad, but Daniel Bergoli earns our hatred. Yeah. Someone who deserves our hatred. Don't call my kids trash. Don't call my kids trash. So no, is this a sign of the apocalypse? Yes, this is considered the inauthenticity of pop music. Everything is so contrived, you know, even though she is genuinely a bad kid, as I said, that Adam Kluger can just make her into a product and that's what's popular. And that at best, this music is mildly interesting, but it becomes hugely popular. That people support, you know, in that New York Times article, they talked about going to her concert and there were adults there and a wide range of cultures and races. And They're all beneath this. contempt. They deserve far more scorn than she yeah, does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so they know I, better. I, yeah. I, I am way madder at the machine that supports Bad Baby's success than I am at Daniel Bogoli or even at Adam Kluger. You know, they're just doing their thing. I mean, what, you would have said no if you were 15 and someone wanted to make you a star? Bullshit. I'd say, right? I would say no right now. <laughs> no, I'd say no now. But no, I, I, I wouldn't say no at any point. Well, wait, you yeah. wouldn't say no is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, exactly. 100, 100, I'll always, I mean, exactly. I, have a, I have a YouTube channel, and the other day I posted a, a review of an episode. It got 20,000 views. Like, yay, 20,000 views. Like, and, and I felt exhilarated. I can't even imagine the euphoria you must feel when you right. see 100 million. Or well, when you get a check. Yeah. You know, so, so I, I do think it's a sign of the apocalypse that our culture is moving more and more into the realm of art is product and it chews people up and spits them out. So wait, James, but, what about the apocalypse? What do you think of that? Uh, well, it, it, I mean, I, I don't necessarily believe in the apocalypse or we, maybe we've been living in it for a very long time. So. <laughs> but or, I guess when it comes to music, I feel like I've been living in the apocalypse my entire life. So I just, Interesting. <laughs> no, that's, that's, I don't know. There's, I think there's still good stuff out there. No, but I, I don't think, I don't think you're disputing there. that there's good stuff. I think that I, mean, I don't want to put words in but your mouth But I'm just here. used to pop music giving me nothing. So. Right. Okay. Interesting. My, my entire life has been that way. So I, I focus on like D&D and video games and movies. Right. Well, that's, think, that's a positive attitude. I think, actually, I think that's a healthy attitude. I was going to say, I, I, there, there's an apocalypse to this, but yes, I think the apocalypse has been unfolding for as long as we've been alive. It's like we've showed up late to the game. Uh, you know, like in, in They Live, it's like those aliens have been on Earth for a long time. <laughs> if they didn't just get here, you can fight them back. They've taken the whole fucking thing over. And all the signs and the, gla the glasses, all that stuff's already done. And that there is a component of this that this, this podcast, I fanboy that I like to listen to, they coined a phrase called nothing makes sense, nothing matters. So there's no tracking of, con there's no such thing as hypocrisy, there's no such thing as consistency. There is whatever the rules you make up for from the moment to moment. It, it's, it's 
really it's just it's just completely an invention oh from second to second it's it's amazing it's like a um, split right it's like you can become whoever you are when you walk into a room and just completely change your, your personality over you know at one point you did have an apparatus there was an apparatus called apple music and you know they made the beatles and that existed at one point that was the the imprimatur of quality and then you had sun records you know who made guys like uh carl before apple. yeah well i'm, I'm just saying i'm, I'm pulling things Sorry, out of being history a, being a classic rock nerd yeah I, Thank you. Uh, and then you did have, you know, out, out of Hollis Queens, you did have something like Run DMC came out. And, you know, you get to anyone could do anything for any reason at any time. And it's maddening. Yeah. It, it is, it is like... There's no gatekeepers anymore, so it's, it's anarchy. Do you know how in, in Lovecraft he says it wasn't so much the monsters that were so horrible, it was the fact that your brain couldn't comprehend what they were looking at and your, right. your mind went mad trying to make a shape of it. That's what really was the real danger of Lovecraftian things. And I kind of feel like this is a little bit of that. The shape makes no sense. To I don't think every generation in their 40s feels the same way. Like, I'm sure people in their 40s and the 50s when, like, Elvis took off. Oh, my God. They, they were insane. Yeah, so I think it's just a natural part of the aging process to look yeah. at pop culture from that era as just the, uh, yet another sign of the of the end times. I'm sure people the same thing happened. People said that about opera in the late 1800s. Yeah, like that, there was, like, a riot during, like, the Rite of Spring and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I think it's just a, it's a natural phenomenon for aging people to reject and also we tend to look back on any time where we were young whatever that period that might have been as you know like you rhapsodize a, about a, how a, great a, a it time was. of bliss yeah, yeah. And, and so i guess that's the thing i'm check i can check myself as an old man here and you're probably completely right about that we're on the edge that sort of synthesis from epoch to epoch where the idea of what was meaning is folding over like but two I, like I, two bodies of water meeting like salt and fresh water have this confluence but i feel like the point of this question is we ask it you know Sort of the premise of this podcast is we're getting older and what, what's the housing days, you know, comparing that to now. But I think the premise of this question, uh, is this a sign of the apocalypse, is beyond the normal we're jealous because we're old and we don't understand it. Like, is this something worse than that? Is this more than just yeah. the natural yeah. we don't get it? And I think this is an example. I think this is more than that because I think this does point us to a level of true degradation of culture, values, and the fact that, you know, it's harder to raise a kid in this country now because the middle class has been hollowed out. Yeah. And Daniel Bregoli and her family and her piece of shit estranged dad and her crazy mom and a 13-year-old girl punching people on an airplane, I do think this shit is worse. And now she's a star. I do think this is worse. Yeah, yeah. for me, it's just yeah, perception is reality, and I just I create a reality that I want to live in, and so I just yeah, just at, at the expense of all else. And so, for as far as I'm concerned, like right now, it's pretty goddamn good. But I live yeah. in a right, very, I live in a very so, very small bubble of so, my own creation. So James, who's president of the United States in your world? <laughs> <laughs> You turn a Come on, touch me. I want you to hit me. Hit me. Hit me, bitch. Hit me. If you hit me, I'm right here. I'm right here. You coming out at me, so you hit me. Any dislike you have of Danielle Bregoli, bad baby, what have you, how much of that is rooted in jealousy? Because as you said, you would have taken the bad baby deal if someone had approached you when you were 15. Oh, yeah. I, I, I actually, my hat is off to them for their traffic. But there isn't any jealousy because until y'all proposed this, there was I didn't even know she existed, and I would have gone the rest of my whole life without ever knowing she existed. So until she becomes president of the yeah, United so States. Yeah, so I can honestly say there's no jealousy because it literally wasn't even part of my reality as I perceive it. So okay, yeah, I'm jealous of a few things. You know, I there was one quote I wanted to read before this. This may be as good a time as any. You know who Ebro Darden is? No uh, he's a hot '97 guy. He's kind of as much of a, a gatekeeper right now in hip hop as there is. Um, He's got a really influential show. He tweeted that he says, Bad Baby 
the bad baby thing to me uh, um, is about white kids wanting to mimic the worst aspect of black culture for fun. Oh shit. I know, but it, it bears it bears saying. And while I try to be open-minded and accept all, that all cultures can be affected by the black ghetto street culture, I can't ever be okay with this shit because it's it's I'm, I barely he says I'm barely accepting of ignorant ghetto shit. I know most poor black folks are not ghetto fools. They are loving, hardworking, emotionally damaged humans wanting to be accepted by society. Now, I, I, I mean that's a great quote. It's I think, an excellent point. It's an excellent, it's an excellent point. point. Yeah, and and so. It's weird. It's like, yeah, so you get the bad baby deal. Someone comes up to you. Uh, you know, Nicholas Scratch comes up to you with the deal. He in a puff of smoke, and he's like Dr. Faustus, and he says, I want to, I want you to sign this thing. And you, you got to be Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch for the next two years. Right, which he did. He signed the deal. And look well, at that but, but he ends up winning fuck. in the end. Now he's doing what he wants to do. He Whether wins. or not you like it, he's doing what he wants to right. do. Right. I, I, the thing is, it's like, um, you know what? I'm not envious of her because I think the cost. Yeah. The she cost is ultimately going to suffer for this. The, well, I think she's suffering now. Yeah. I think the cost, what happens, and her mom, I think, is a lot like, remember Lindsay Lohan's parents, who yeah. they were these enablers? I just felt like, the, the, and they got degraded in the process, too. It's like you saw the ugliness of these parents exposed along yeah. the way. There's not going to be like a pivot point where she becomes a cunning businesswoman, master of her own destiny. No. It's probably going to end poorly. No, she's surrounded by people who already have... I mean, look, can you fault somebody for grabbing the Wonka ticket? No, it's like you're fucking poor in Boynton Beach. Someone says to you, here's six figures. I mean, you can't not expect anybody, no. for whatever the price, whatever the yeah. cost, you can't expect someone not to take that. I mean, it's fucking, don't ask anybody to be poor. It's just not fair. The question is, it's like, well, then you're stuck with guys like Adam Kluger who are sitting there waving. Who is that wrestler? Ted DiBiase, the million dollar yeah. man, would ask Shove you. the money in the guy's You know, maybe would... she'll be like uh, Ron Howard and pivot from Opie yeah, into okay. being a, a, you know, a massive entrepreneur and filmmaker. And like Miranda like July, that. she'll start making very personal yeah, stories. I feel like, yeah, for every Ron Howard, there's probably 10,000 people that were in Lindsay Lohan territory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, I, I, I'm not. Usually, I own it. Usually, I own, when it comes to this part of the topic, I say, I own that. Yeah, I am envious of how, I was going to say, how liked somebody is. And that's yeah. the. the, well, the that we always talk about. That's the baseline envy. The gaze, yeah. The gaze of what everyone is looking at is different in this right. case because I think there's so much despisal, which is, it's tough to kind of process that. So, the only way you have to live inside of a giant clamshell that you close to, to insulate yourself from what has to be negativity or what you would call hateration in the parlance. Right. But when do you ever come out of it? What What is the, other than the few toadies around you who are just telling you you're a great person, that's great, Daniel, that's great, Daniel. The big gigantic bodyguard you saw in those New York Times right. pictures. The only people you have are suck-ups and th Colonel Tom Parker's, yeah. just sycophants. Oh, that's all you have. I mean, and it's like, I don't envy that at all. And that's what that's what killed someone like Michael Jackson. Yeah. He was only surrounded by people saying, "Great idea, Michael, sleep in an oxygen tent." Mm -hmm. You know. Well, the, the taking care of business crew that Elvis surrounded himself with—they were all sycophants. They were all the toadies. Men, the and Memphis that, Mafia. That's yeah. what, that, the same thing killed yeah. Elvis and Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah. No, no one curbed their excesses. No. Yeah. And when you're that famous, excesses are, are part of the package. Well, ha has having an, an entourage ever been a good idea? Uh, yeah, Kevin Garnett, um, Minnesota Timberwolf, uh, became a Boston Celtic. He was a guy, he was a basketball player, he was a high school player, he decided to go pro, actually he, he like dropped out of last year of high school, went pro when he was like 17, and he was drafted by the Timberwolves like number one or something like that, crazy, and you know, natural athlete, he was like 12 feet tall, big tall lanky kid, every single sports radio chatter was nattering in America about how, oh this is this is the, the end of procedure, this is the end of the culture, you know, like college is there to groom you and become a person. And you become a professional person. You you work on the game. You you mature. You live outside your house, and it's like all you're doing is getting this this kid from some city, and he's surrounding him with all his thug friends. So you know there was a 
subtext to all this. It turns out that Kevin Garnett actually needed to grow up in the business with people surrounding him to kind of like grandfather him in. And he turned to, they, Boston Celtics won the championship. It's like he didn't win it in Minnesota, he won it with Boston. It's like he actually became a good person. Also, and he the was whole a narrative kid. about college is BS because those colleges just exploit them and like sell totally. their likeness to video totally. games. Yeah. yeah so, I don't know. I think college yeah. sports is. No, the fact that college sports don't pay their football and basketball players is complete total nonsense. I think it's disgusting. I think the attention people put on college sports is insane. The only jealousy I have of this is on the baseline jealousy of why is this getting more attention other than better things, other than what I'm doing, you know, that kind of thing. But it's not like, I I mean, if I had been offered the bad baby deal when I was 15, well, maybe. I will concede that I do feel not some, now. I do no. feel some jealousy toward other YouTubers who do things like talking about TV shows and movies. Oh, totally. Whatever. People who do there, it. I feel intense jealousy to the point where I have to tell YouTube I'm not interested in their content because when I see their images and how much traffic they're getting, I get like upset. So I will. I'm perfectly <laughs> capable of jealousy, just not. Oh, oh, no doubt. Look, yeah. ask me. Do you want to know why we haven't done an episode about HQ trivia? Because the jealousy will destroy Bill's recording <laughs> equipment. Um, now, that being said, uh, you do bring up a good point. I like that quote from that DJ because, um, yeah, that has a, that's something we haven't gotten at is that I think there's this undercurrent of racism in that she's very actively, she, she has white privilege, white privilege, but also the, um, the idea that perpetuating the stuff, but it's not just her black rappers do this a lot too, oh, yeah, sure. perpetuating the stereotype that black people are obsessed with violence and money and clothes. And yes, it's a minority. I'm, what he's saying is true. Most poor black people are hardworking, blah, blah, blah. But it perpetuates, especially among the majority white listeners to hip hop, black people are just these, these idiots who all they care about is flashy stuff and being a tough person. Spike Lee would call it coonery. Yeah, well, yeah. it's modern, modern minstrelsy. Yeah. I suppose. <laughs> we had a rollicking discussion. We looked at Bahad Bahabi Fahab Albert. Uh, I think we all three of us loved it. We raved about it. Yeah. I think this is if, a if great- If you're just tuning in. If now. you're just tuning in, we had a really, you want to download all of our oh stuff. Oh my God, it's great. So, Best stuff ever. <laughs> yeah. If you want to find past episodes of this show and uh, based on the strength of this, I think you want to. We are on Apple Music. Are we? iTunes. Why are you looking at me? Because they changed the name. It's not called uh, iTunes anymore. Oh, right. Apple, Apple Music. Music. What? Yeah, it's yeah. not called iTunes anymore. It's called Apple Music. When did that happen? Tunes or something. So I, think it was, I think it was a 2018 thing. It's fucking bullshit. No one talked about Tunes anymore. We're at SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us at Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Visit I Don't Get It Podcast. Give us a fucking review. That's all we ask for. That's it's not. It's not like we're gonna get more view. We just want the validation of the review. That's the it's the only not, reason we do this. Only reason we do plays this. Plays a role in getting discovered. I wrote y'all a review. Oh, it's I, right. I appreciate that. I think we actually. Made I know. It right I need to write more reviews of the people I like. I don't yeah. do that. That's my problem. So, you gotta uh, give to get. Personally, I'm available on Twitter at William Scurry. I'm on YouTube at AMCaesar. Bigquizthing.com. Corporate and private trivia events, all over the country. Uh, yeah, we're having our best year ever. This is great. And wait, you're at Noah Tarno. I'm at Noah Tarno and on Twitter. You're at, at Big Quizzing on Twitter and Instagram. Trivia every day. Cetera, too cetera, too much Tarno. Too much Tarno. Too much. Where can we find you, my I'm friend? I'm on Twitter at Colbrex or uh, Wrong Real on just about any platform. And my YouTube channel, Geeking with James Hancock, which is just, just Geeking with James Hancock. This man is a business. Although I'm sure if you're listening to this show, you probably already know that. This man is a is an industry. Okay, so until the next time, collectively, I, I think we can... Oh, check out my animation. Rent oh, iTunes yeah. on... Uh, rent okay. uh, yes. on iTunes. Actually, I still on do Apple animation. News. And I'm meeting with uh, Bill Plumpton tomorrow to do really? storyboards for my new short that I'm going to be putting on my YouTube channel. So nice. I'm very right, right. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. Cool. All right, All right, everybody. Until then. We don't get it. We don't get it.
production of American Caesar Enterprises, 2018.